0: Episode 82 of This Developing Story. What's up, y'all? It's uh, B-Dougie back again for the podcast episode. It's been a minute, but we've got uh, uh, quite a few guests actually happening on this podcast. I know two years ago... I was like, ah, I'm that one guest. I'm gonna start talking about my story. And I did that for a couple episodes, but I missed having conversations with folks that I looked up to, folks in the industry, folks with really interesting stories about how they became a developer. And uh, today we have just that. We've got Shande Persons talking about her story. Uh, I found out we actually have a lot of similarities in our stories, both coming from sales, both having kids that, that sort of pushed us to continue to learn how to code and make money doing it as well so uh, i hope you enjoyed the conversation i do want to point out that these conversations will be hosted on twitter spaces live so if you're not already doing this follow me on twitter it's Ducky yo uh at me and uh you'll get an update for every time i do a twitter space uh, if you want to ask questions or if you want to get the full conversation so this is an edited version all the context of our story uh exists in this podcast but if you want the full effect got to show up hit the follow button also do me a favor if you enjoyed this conversation please follow shanday um and tell her that you enjoyed it because i think uh, folks sharing the story is what always encourages more folks to come in and also learn how to code and you know do the thing so without further ado here's Shande. yeah so i'm
1: Shande. i am By trade, I'm a UI engineer. And what that means is I'm just a front, not just, I'm a front-end engineer. And so I'm responsible for making sure that the, the app has all of the great accessibility, UX, but also the functionality that things need. I add filters to searches and do all kinds of really cool stuff. And the platform that I work on is a platform made for sales salespeople and it's serendipitous because i spent my career the beginning part of my career in sales i tell the story a lot is i was in sales because i had a passion for entrepreneurship and one of my entrepreneurship professors i actually went to school for entrepreneurship and my one of my entrepreneurship professors who had never worked for anybody before, told me that the best way to understand what it's like to run a business is to do commission only sales. And so I got into sales, again, still had this passion for um, understanding businesses, what makes them grow, what makes them tick. And in 2015, I decided to pursue my passions for entrepreneurship and leave the workforce, start a business. And I thought what I would like the most is the sales aspect of it. And because I had become really good at having those conversations, really understanding what the why was behind what people were asking for and what things were valuable to them and turning that into sales. And so I thought that sales would be the thing that I liked the most. What I ended up liking the most, this was an online only business, Um, I liked custom learning liquid uh, which is shopify's ruby based language to customize oh. my website and that was my first taste into web development i i did think though that engineers needed to have these advanced degrees in whatever things you can't really pronounce and the reason why was because my first tech sales job was selling to literal rocket scientists. NASA was my customer. And so all of them had degree, not only degrees in computer science, but also PhDs in mathematics and all these different science domains and things like that. So I thought it was something that was inaccessible to me. It wasn't until I was actually on maternity leave that I was just looking at some ads or I wasn't looking at some ads, I think I was on Facebook, but an ad popped up for Codecademy. And there was a comment underneath it that said that you don't need to go to school to be a developer, you can be self-taught. And so this was my first exposure to this term self-taught when it came to engineering. And so I decided to explore it a little bit and I gave myself a half an hour to just try it out as a hobby. And it quickly became as soon as I put my son to sleep, I would spend four hours, five hours, beat up into until one o'clock in the morning, learning how to code and getting really deep into React and JavaScript. And I told myself, like, what sense does this make? I'm in sales right now, but I, I know where my heart is at. I know what I love. And so I decided to make a career out of it. And so that was how I how I
0: originally got into tech. So that's a little bit about my story and yeah, I've got so many follow-up, like, points. So, one, I don't know if you know this about my background, but I was in sales before learning how to code. Yeah, so a couple of years. So 2013, same sort of thing. I actually had my son. He was born at 29 weeks, which is, you've you've had a kid. Very early, extremely early. So we were in the hospital for 11 weeks. And uh, while in the hospital, I had an idea for an app. Google how to build an app type of deal. Also, during this time, I was getting my MBA, as well, and also for entrepreneurship. So I was like, oh, I can build an app, build a business. And uh, so I ended up doing that and found that I didn't want to do sales anymore. So tried to do that and then found out that jobs were paying, like paying more than, than my sales job with the commission. That's That was my story. My story, for those who just jumped in, like we're going to be publishing this conversation, just uh, our sort of conversation, not the questions at the end, as a podcast. But this podcast is actually what started me getting into eventually jumping into san francisco and there's a whole story behind that but i'll i'll put that aside but i wanted to ask you'd mentioned Shopify. So were you building Shopify stores? Was that like your introduction or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, my goal, this was my passion at the time, or I thought was natural products because I was really into organic food and, and, and products. I was like making my own lotions and things like that. And I wanted to get into drop shipping and I found this big drop shipper that I could connect with Shopify. So I thought it was like an easy way to get off the ground, but basically I was, it was an online only, Store where I was selling anything you could find in Whole Foods, which is for the folks that don't have a Whole Foods in their area, is a place that has natural inorganic products from like pet care, baby care, food. And so I was selling this all online. And I was part of it was on, most of it was online. Part of it was me physically going. Door to door to businesses to try and sell stuff. And I got a lot of big customers. Like I got a really big hotel chain to buy some snacks, organic snacks, and put it in all of their hotels worldwide or, sorry, not worldwide, nationwide. And so it was successful, but I found the most joy out of. <laughs> customizing my site. And so it got to the point where people were reaching out to me like, Hey, how did you do that? Like, how did you integrate this and that and not integrate? They didn't use that word, but like, how did you combine these two things together? And how did you add this page onto your site? And they were like, could I pay you to do this for me? And I'm like, like I, I could make money from doing the stuff that I like to do. <laughs> and so that was different for me to be able to make money. Like I was used to the sales hustle and grind. I can't say that I loved it, but I, I did love the money that was in it. And this was my first exposure to being able to get paid to do something that I to do. My passion that pays is how I call it.
0: Yeah, that, that is awesome too as well. And I, my, so I'm actually a twin I don't know. I don't actually say this a lot publicly, but my twin brother is actually, he got heavily involved in Shopify the last couple of years and build stores and stuff like that for folks. But yeah.
1: I didn't know that you were, tw- I'm learning so many things about you. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean I'm learning so many things from you because I feel like there's so many correlations between your story and having a kid and learning how to code and doing sales. I just want to hear more about your trajectory too, as well. So like, you found code academy so i'm curious about that 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 sort of pathway what specifically did you learn while doing code academy and what was the next step between that and getting a, your first job
1: yeah so i would highly recommend for anybody who wants to be self-taught is to go down a path where you can like code academy where you can have a an agenda laid out for the things that you're going to learn cuz part of the frustration and confusion when you're self-taught is just knowing what to learn, where to start and what to do next. And then getting to those foundations and then being able to build off of that. And Code Academy, they had a web development path. And the reason why I went Code Academy was because I had I had a bachelor's of business. I had an MBA at the time and I'm still paying off a ton of loans. And I also had, I think at the time he was one or something like that, but I had a one year old son and so all that to say I didn't have money, I didn't have time to take fifteen weeks out of off of work and go to a boot camp and pay for it, pay fifteen thousand dollars for for a boot camp. So I had to figure out how to be effective without having to leave my job. If you're going the, the if you're going the self-taught route, I would recommend something like Codecademy. It was I think 200 bucks for 6 months and they have this interactive portion where you can just log in, they'll teach you something on the left-hand side of the page and then on the right-hand side you're actually trying things. So for me being a self-starter and also somebody who likes to be able to have the flexibility to not to, to really truly be self-paced about it. I have goals for myself and I ended up usually exceeding them, but I like the flexibility to know, okay, if I had a, a bad night or my son was crying the whole night that I could just take a day off and not be letting anybody down. But then I still had this framework that was outlined where it said, okay, we'll go through HTML first teach you the basics of that, the DOM and CSS, and it was called a web development path. And so it took you through the basics of um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and then you went into React, a little bit of Node, and all the while you're building out these different projects. While I was going through that path, I also connected with someone at my company who had made a switch from sales to product management to engineering. And I asked him about his journey at our company, SalesLoft. And he was like, listen, if you want to meet with me once a week to just talk about what you're working on, I'd love that. And so he ended up being my mentor and we met for a year every Wednesday over lunch to just talk about code, like where I got stuck. And that was instrumental in my learning as well, because he would tell me, okay, I know that Code Academy is telling you this one way to do it. I want to open your eyes to this other way to do it. Or I know this class component model is it sucks right now and it's a little confusing. But wait until you start getting into functional components and in hooks and things like that. And watch yeah. how awesome it's gonna be. It's gonna be so much easier. He helped to keep my emotions in check a lot of the times, but also show me different things, different ways of doing things, and introduce me to things like GitHub, for example, which isn't covered in Code Academy. If you're going to collaborate with other people, which was something that I wouldn't have had exposure to otherwise as a self-taught engineer, if you want to collaborate with people, you should try getting your stuff up on GitHub and play with the different commands. Learn about that a little bit because that's going to be a big part
0: of what you do. Um, when you become an engineer at that That's awesome. It, it's nice that, that you're able to get that mentorship too as well. And I, similar to yourself, I had a very similar like upbringing into getting it as a developer. I didn't have the bandwidth to take 12 weeks out of my life uh, to go move to another city or do whatever. I had to do it basically when I, was, when I was feeding my son in the morning, I would actually watch YouTube videos. And that's how I sort of got caught up. YouTube videos and podcasts. Is how I got caught up on like the sort of who's who and like what to learn. And then at night, I would actually do all my coding. Yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed with your story. And again, like we've got so many similarities too, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, this is awesome. It makes me excited to <laughs> have this conversation. But yeah, it was tough. And I'm not going to say it was easy, it was fun. And I'm one of those folks. Granted, if there was no money in engineering, I probably wouldn't be here. It would be like it would have stayed a hobby, but I'm very much in it for the passion. Like I, I do love what I do. And that was what made it easy for easy, for, not easy, made it easier for me to commit that time because you are either trying to balance parenting and learning at the same time, or you're taking time away from parenting to be able to learn and, and grow so that you'll have this, different future this happier future yeah it was important to me and i I tell this a lot like i'm a single parent too so um like part of the my journey was alone like not having that support of somebody else to watch my son all the time my my son's father is, is a good dad and he's good at taking the time to watch him but i like most days a week it's just me <laughs> and so it makes it exponentially harder so I say that to say that if no matter what your circumstances are if there's a will there's a way like
0: <laughs> and I don't mean
1: to say it so lightly because I know there were a lot of nights where I was just so frustrated hair falling out and um like will this ever will I ever get there but yeah I I feel you if anybody ever needs to vent, I'm (laughs) I'm totally here. I've had those nights, still have those nights sometimes too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of similarities too, as well as folks who are listening to as well. So just want to shout out folks who are here and listening. We will ask uh, questions at the end. So if you have any questions or you have any sort of reflection of our conversation, feel free to hit the request button in like 20 minutes if you're still around. Uh, Also, this conversation will be recorded and it'll go up on disdevelopingstory.com as well but actually i wanted to touch on something you just mentioned too as well and like sleepless nights and like all the sort of effort and investment you put into learning how to code getting your first job uh simple question maybe simple maybe it's nuanced but are you happy with the decision you made and the investment you put into learning
1: i am yeah 100 percent like i So I'm usually on one end of extremes. Like I'm when I'm committed to something, I'm committed a hundred percent to it. So what I did with staying up until one o'clock in the morning, that's just my nature. And I know that it's not the same for everybody is not going to stay up till one o'clock in the morning for a year and and do this. And I, I get that saying that's healthy at all. It's not something that I would recommend, but I am happy that I did it. And like I said, the reason why I, I did it was because it was something that I loved. And if it wasn't something that I was passionate about, I would have just stuck with sales. And and that's totally fine too. But I am happy. And I'm also, I feel very lucky that I came across so many people that were willing to invest in me because there's no way that I could have, I call myself self-taught, but there's so many people that have either been explicit mentors where they've sat down like Gladney, the gentleman at my job, sat down with me once a week and Help to coach me on different areas. And then there's also like mentors that didn't realize they're my mentors or that I've never even spoken to. And I'm like, yeah, I'm learning a lot from you. I'm reading your blog posts. I'm subscribing to things that you, your YouTubes and, and things that you're publishing to learn more. And so I feel like they are invested in my journey, even though they don't necessarily know that. (laughs) So I feel very fortunate that I've had all that. And what I've done for myself is create the life that I have wanted. And that was the dream is I knew that I was making some sacrifices or there's some trade-offs to everything in staying up nights or certain times I had to have, especially during COVID, like my son is watching a little bit more TV than usual because I really need to get this thing done. But he gets to see a happier mom. And I wasn't super unhappy in my career before, but I think I was holding back because I didn't want to take risks with a child involved. What I came, what I landed on and why I decided to go into engineering was that I didn't want my son to ever think he was the barrier for me to get into something that I loved. I didn't want him to think that, okay, he's born so now I can't do the stuff that I want to do. I want him to look and be like, wow, I was the inspiration for my mom to do this and that, which he is. He's in everything. The blog post that I write, I wrote a blog post about why, what I've learned about teaching from potty training my son or how state, state and set state is like temper tantrums. Set state functions are like temper tantrums and things like that. So I've, I, I carry him in everything that I do and he is my inspiration. So I don't want him to ever feel like he was, he's a burden. He's, he's like everything, he's everything, but he's my North star. I do all this for him. So I say all that to say, yes, I'm very grateful for my life. And I'm glad that I did it the way that I did it.
0: Yeah, that that's awesome. And inspiring as well. Cause for one potty training, we just completed potty training with my daughter. And the one thing that I've, that I learned is the Pomodoro technique, which is like in programming 25 minutes you take a break and you take like a whatever five, 10 minute break whatever the the rules are but with potty training my daughter especially because we were all at home it was 25 minutes and that alexa is going to be dinging and saying okay we got to go try even if nothing comes out of this like we're going to go try to go to the bathroom and that was actually super helpful so like that i had a reverse correlation of taking programming and applying it to fatherhood and parenting But it brings up a point that we were actually chatting about before we hit record, we were chatting before about this book, you mentioned range and how taking like correlating different aspects of your life and bringing them and along for the ride in the programming or into entrepreneurship? Can you speak a little bit more of that? Because I, I thought that was super insightful, and I'd love to share it with some of the folks listening.
1: Yeah, yeah. For everybody listening, there's this book that I recommend to everybody called Range by David Epstein. It talks about how generalists being a generalist is a superpower, and a lot of people will tell you that being interested in a lot of different things that are seemingly unrelated makes it so that you're not able to put that focused attention into the things that matter. For example, if I'm spending time outside of work gardening or something like that, or knitting, that means that that's time away from the real focused and deep learning that is required for a 10 X developer or whatever I want to be. So it goes over this model. There's a Tiger Woods model where from age six months, he was doing these exceptional things, balancing on one foot on his, or on his dad's hand or something like that. And he was swinging a golf club at two and winning masters when he was like four and a half or whatever. And and I'm not even exaggerating, like he's been a superstar forever. And, but these are the heroes, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And so these are the heroes that you All hear. Good. Go ahead. No. <laughs> okay. These are the people that you hear about. But what you don't hear about is the people who have Steve Jobs, for example, he pulled in different domains in order to make uh, turn into who he is and turn Apple into what it is. Like, for example, he took a calligraphy class and this is what introduced him to different fonts. And that's what he brought into the Mac that made it so um, stylish and unique. They talk about a football player and he used the skills that he learned in gymnastics and tennis to be more graceful on the football field. And I I do a lot of that and I i'm starting to see that now in people where you're able to draw parallels from different domains and turn it into your superpower and i think that's what i do with sales and also what i do with parenting so a lot of the blog posts like i said the blog posts, the conference talks a lot of it relates parenting or family to uh, to code and so my potty training example that i had is my mom so when i was potty training my son It was very frustrating. And I was reading a book that told me that he would be potty trained in three days. And I was worried that it was too early to start potty training him, even though there were a lot of kids his age that were already potty trained. I'm like, okay, I read this book and um, my sister-in-law is like, no, this is going to, it's going to do everything. Like, this is going to be perfect for you. And I think it was like on day one or two, I'm like, there is absolutely no way this kid is going to be potty trained by tomorrow. And I remember vividly, I, I didn't want to freak him out, but I was so frustrated because he kept peeing on the floor and I was so frustrated, but I didn't want him to you know, see that I was upset. So I went into the furthest room from where he was, which ended up being my closet, shutting the door and like screaming at the top of my lungs. And then I had to come back down and reconnect with myself. So I called my mom and I'm like, listen, he's not ready for this stuff. And I like, I don't understand what, what am I like, what's going on? Like, why is he not getting this? And she was like, listen, it's not him. This is you hundred percent. Like you're giving him language that he's never heard before. You're giving him this tool that he's never seen before. This potty just appears in the bathroom and you're telling him to respond to this feeling that he's never had to, he's never had to pay attention to before. And you're just telling him to figure it out. You should know what to do. Like, this is all new to him. You need to connect it. You need to give him context and connect it to something that he's familiar with and have patience with him because this is his first time seeing it. And so I was like, damn, this is exactly the way that people sometimes will teach technical concepts is they'll just throw languages at people like, okay, hey, you got React. You've got tools that you've never seen before. Let me give you some VS code, some GitHub, some libraries and things like that. And I'm expecting you to just put it all together and know exactly what to do with it. And there's no context behind it. It's just, let's just start with functions and see where it goes. So it's important to take things, start with meet people where they're at. And build off of that, again, these are, that's just one example of how I'll draw these parallels between what I've learned as a parent and things that I see in my son and ways that I will learn and teach tech.
0: That, that is awesome. And we also talked briefly about my background and how I worked at Netlify. But the one thing that, that the correlation I drew from that story with your son and teaching and not knowing everything and not knowing what this potty and what's this feeling that he needs to start waving aware of. My interview at Netlify, I actually interviewed and I wrote Go programming and Go was something I was doing for fun, never built any sort anything serious. And uh, the project I was building was like an API built in Go. It was pretty, it was a lot of fun. But the one thing I didn't know how to do is how to export JSON from one class to the other class or one file to the other file. I didn't realize with Go, when you you sort of write out the classes, you had to capitalize to show that it's a, a public function or a public class. Uh, and I'm like, I'm struggling with the turns cause it's been a while since I, I, wrote go, but it was something that it was nice because I was able to message that into a Slack channel and get the answer right away from somebody who like basically one of the earliest, the head of inf- infrastructure at, at, Nellify. And he was, he, I was super appreciative of it cause I could have spent like hours on this one problem for my take home problem, my take home little project. And, but it's like one of those nuanced things that you could be little folks and be like, oh man, you don't know what a hook is and react. And sometimes people, it's like the concepts of sometimes called different things in different situations. And if you, in your experience, you learned through Code Academy and you didn't have the context of GitHub and the context of like how a collaboration looks like. And, but going back to your, your story, someone actually took the time to show you those concepts. And uh, I think when it comes to learning how to programming, finding folks that can take you aside and be like, you know what? You probably haven't seen this before. And like, that was my entire career. Like, I, I didn't see any of anything. I jumped from Florida to San Francisco, which was like super fast paced, didn't know anything what I was doing. And I sort of just figured it out and asked a lot of dumb questions. And it was like totally fine to do that. And I'm appreciative of the people who were in my my life and was able to pull me along on the ride. But real quick, I just wanted to I just see some people requesting. I want to ask one more question and find out what you're doing today. And then we'll open it up for folks to ask questions and provide some insight to the conversation.
1: Yeah, right now I am, like I said, I'm a UI engineer at Sales Loft. So we're actually in the middle of a company rebrand. I'm just making sure that nobody's on (laughs) for my company here. Yeah, we're in the middle of a company rebrand that I'm not supposed to announce, so don't tell anybody. And I am um, working on the UI for that. And then I am also on the side, I'm working on an egghead course on TypeScript, which I haven't officially announced yet, but hopefully within the next couple months, it will be released. I'm just uh, working on some modules on that, and that takes up most of my day, and then, of
0: course, just being a mom. Okay, awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that course. TypeScript is something I've always consumed, but it's not something I, I actively pursue. That and VS Code are things that are on my list to learn much better this year. So looking forward to that. Same, same.
1: Yeah, I, I picked the TypeScript course because I'm part of a duo that's campaigning to convert some stuff from Angular 1 into React and hopefully TypeScript, but I think it'll make things maintainable. So I, one of my favorite ways to learn is to teach things. So I took on the challenge of being able to teach people to use TypeScript. And so if I can teach people to use it, then I can absolutely do it myself. And so that'll be my journey for the rest of the 2021.
0: Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to continue following your journey. Folks, if you haven't already, please follow or uh, sorry, Shunday. Apologies on that. But yeah, give, give her a follow. Appreciate that and follow for whenever that TypeScript course will ship on Egghead as well as everything else you're doing. I'm actually gonna invite up. All right, folks, that is a conversation. As mentioned before, please follow Shonday on Twitter. Uh, Buy her course, the TypeScript course that's coming out on Egghead. Uh, Subscribe, get your subscription going there. Um, And then also, let me know if uh, if you enjoyed this, this episode. Hit me up in a DM or in a tweet. Uh, I will be doing Twitter spaces uh, mostly weekly. At the moment, we have them scheduled sporadically. Um, so if you want to share your story, uh, hit me up. The floor is open basically if you want to put yourself out there. Part of the reason why I do this podcast is because it's how I got my job at Netlify. And why not continue to pattern and elevate other folks who have great stories and doing great things in the industry. Hit me up and uh, hit the subscribe button too as well. So if you're listening to this in the browser, find it in one of your podcasters of choice. Honestly, I don't even know if this is on Spotify. If this is not on Spotify, let me know. I'll figure that out. All right. See you in the next one.